Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with award-winning trauma recovery coach, author, podcaster, and inspirational speaker, Emily Cleghorn. She is on a mission to support trauma-surviving mamas to navigate triggers and traumas as they heal their childhood trauma in the midst of parenting. She is passionate about creating positive ripples for generations to come. She shares her powerful story of overcoming the veil of her own trauma that had been placed on her life to inspire audiences and readers that they can to achieve peace and healing. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Emily. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today? Oh, I'm pretty good. Nice to meet you. Where are you coming out of? Uh, I am in New Brunswick, Canada. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Well, hey, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna begin our conversation, which I guess is just kind of up your alley of what we've all kind of lived through this last three and a half years, which has been the pandemic. How did you get through the pandemic and how did it, how does it change you? Um, so let's see in just before the pandemic started, my son was born. So I was postpartum the first part of it. And I didn't really want to go out in public anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, um, then in, um, December of 2020, we purchased the house that we live in now yeah. on the other side of the country. Um, so we were living in Alberta and we drove across the country um, in the spring of 2021 and started our farmstead. Um, and that that's basically our what the pandemic was for us moving. Okay. Um, our house was flooded in Alberta in April of 2020. So, wow. um, yeah, COVID was at the back of my mind because yeah. <laughs> I was dealing with flood and new baby and mm -hmm. mom yeah. of two under two. And it just, my life didn't really, wasn't super affected. Right. Um, I wasn't. I I left. Well, I was on mat leave, but I left my nine to five shortly. Um, in let me think, February of 2021, and became a full time entrepreneur. So, um, my business is run primarily online. So, other than other than shopping and events and socializing my kids it didn't really matter much to me so you got a lot of things going on but if we were trying to get to kind of the essence of what you do i'm going to put you in front of a, a bunch of third graders it's career day one of the kids okay. looks up and asks you what do you do for a living how do you answer that child i help mommies who had a really rough childhood be a better mommy for you. So what did you want to be in the third grade when you were, when you grew up? Uh, when I was in the third grade, I wanted to be a child psychologist. Okay. I want, I wanted to help kids like me. So take me back to where you were born and raised and what were some of the things that you experienced seeds that were planted into you to want to help people now as an adult get over childhood trauma? Um, so I was 
born and raised in Nova in, in the Annapolis Valley of Nova Scotia. Um, I was raised primarily by my paternal grandparents. Um, my biological mom didn't want the responsibility, couldn't handle the responsibility, whatever it was. She handed me over to them. My dad was in and out whenever it was good for him. Um, when I was five or when I was six, he married my stepmother. And at that point, I was still quite close with my dad. So I wanted to be with my dad. Um, it didn't take very long for me to realize that that was a really bad decision because I was abused. Um, in all the ways and it was a november day in 1996 or 1997 when i went to my biological mom's house for the weekend and she told me em go get your stuff we'll take you home and something clicked inside of my body and I said, I'm not going home. So I packed up my stuff, hid under my sister's big chunky wooden desk from the 90s and put my bag in front of me because I was small enough that I could fit under there quite comfortably. I was, I was undernourished, so I could squeeze into tiny places. Um, and eventually when I was found said i'm not going home and my mom was like well okay then <laughs> now what do i do <laughs> um so she got on the phone and i ended up back at my grandparents house and that's where i lived for the majority of my growing up years i lived with my dad again after he left um my abusive stepmother and tried to rekindle that relationship. Um, it hasn't really worked. But um, yeah, I was going into my child psychologist's office. And I remember walking through the parking lot and thinking, someday I'm going to help kids like me. Because no kid deserves to be treated the way that I have been by their parents yeah like they didn't ask to be born into this situation they don't deserve to be treated this way yeah yeah um and of course then i didn't know what it would look like um until high school i had my sights set on being being a child psychologist and then when i when I learned how much education was required, I um, switched gears to becoming an elementary school teacher. And I was an elementary school teacher for six years formally in a classroom. Um, and now I use that education in a different in a different way. But I, I wanted to create more impact. Yeah. Um, so when I was on maternity leave with my son, I 
discovered the world of coaching um, and fell in love. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Um, growing up, it was my grandmother. Um, she was, and my grandfather who recently passed, um, they were my constant. They were my dependable. Um, and I don't know if anybody else does this, but when, when my grandfather passed and I was reflecting upon what he meant to me um, in my life. And I realized that it wasn't the figure of my father that I was looking for in a partner. It was the, the figure, the roles that my grandfather played for me. So he was, he was a significant person and my grandmother was, is still a significant person. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now that's inspirational to you, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? Um, hmm. I would love to sit down and have a conversation with Lindsay Chig Marino. Um, I follow her quite closely on um, Instagram and the journey that she's gone on in the last couple of years through the pandemic is very relatable for me. So what is your motivation every day to do the work that you do? You obviously have to give a lot of yourself. You're helping others, obviously trying to heal yourself as well. What is that motivation for you? The work that I do is my God-given purpose. Um, so helping women to lift the veil that trauma has put on their on their eyes and their lives so that we can rise up as a generation to love more fully and and show up for our kids in the ways that everyone wants to and deserves to have someone show up for them so of all of the things that you've done so far in your life and that you've overcome and become what are you the proudest of I'm the proudest of the fact that I have broken the cycle for my family. Yeah. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into that much younger version of you, say, in high school. And you could give that high school version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life so far. What would you tell that younger version of you? It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay that you don't have all of the answers. It's not your fault that those people who should have stepped up to the plate didn't. And 
their actions say more about them than they do about you. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice that I've ever gotten was to, to just give yourself grace. So, you know, you're helping people go through trauma. Is that a lifelong thing or is there a point where you feel like you're recovered enough? How does that work? How, how do you, what's your philosophy on dealing with that? How long and how you get to a point where you feel like you've healed? Well, I don't believe that we ever fully heal. It's it healing from trauma is not a destination. It's a journey and it's an ever going evolution. The most powerful thing that I have realized in my own journey is that because my trauma happened so early on in my life, I've only ever known a traumatized version of myself. So this process is getting to know myself over and over again in various places of my healing journey. So if that makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. So everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, mm -hmm. those that you coach, those that know you, but ultimately you're in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think that I am a kind, compassionate, empathetic soul who is kind of a badass. So if anyone out there wants to take that step and hire you, and maybe they're on the fence, how do you convince them to do it? If they are searching for someone who will give them the steps, hold space for them, not sugarcoat things and hold them accountable, then I am the coach for them. If they're not ready for hard truths that they need to hear in order to get over it, get over a hump, then I'm probably not the coach for you. Okay. So for everyone out there that is ready, where's the best place to go for them to do that? Reach out to you. Anything about your world, where can they go? So you can find me on my website, home.mendedmamalife.ca. You can also find me on my podcast, Mamahood After Trauma. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at emily.clighorn.coach. Excellent. Emily, thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your time. Best of luck with everything. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>